Welcome to the Faith Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Pastor Carrick Butler II. We believe today's message will empower you to make Jesus famous in every area of your life. Here's today's message. Amen. I take eyes to see. I take ears to hear. I forgive everybody of everything. I receive supernatural debt cancellation. The word of God that I'm about to receive will enable me and empower me to make Jesus famous in my everyday life. You may be seated. Open Bible to Psalm 37, verse 23. Psalm 37, verse 23. Over the last month or so, we've been teaching on the Ephesians 1 prayer and spiritual perception. And since about mid-October, it seems on Wednesday night, the Lord has been getting us ready for what he wants to do in 2018. And so we started last week talking about Psalm 37, verse 23. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. We said order meant to be directed and meant to be established. When something's established, it means it's been that way for a long time. We used the example last week, and if you didn't hear the message, you can go to get it on our podcast or on the website and download it for free. That God can order or direct or establish your steps, but it doesn't mean you're going to walk in them. We said God can order your steps down this aisle, but your happy self is walking down this aisle. And you want to say, well, God is directing my steps. No, he directed your steps, but you're not walking in what he directed. And so we said, if you can't see the steps God has directed, you will not walk in them. And so that's why we've been praying that Ephesians 1 prayer at least three times a day for ourselves. And how many of you have, been, have seen that your spiritual perception has increased if you've been doing that? You'll begin to know more and more and more. You'll begin to perceive things differently. So let's go to Ephesians 1. Let's look at it again. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. It says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So Paul is praying that you'll be given the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened so that you know three things. What are the three things? The hope of God's calling the riches of the glory of God's inheritance in the saints, and the exceeding greatness of God's power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. We saw this power in operation when Jesus was raised from the dead and then seated at the right hand of God. All of these things are already available to every believer. The hope of his calling, the riches of the glory, and the exceeding greatness of his power. It's already available. God does not have to do anything else to make it available to you. But the thing is, most people don't walk in it because they can't see it. How many people live their whole lives trying to find out what is the hope of the calling or the 
confidence or expectation of God's invitation. How many people live their entire life trying to find out why did God put them on the earth? So many people do that. But if your spiritual perception increases, you'll know. It'll go from just knowing the overall picture to beginning to know the steps that have been ordered or established for you. Go to Philippians 4.19 for a second. We'll come back here. Because the second is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Everyone loves the scripture, but it's connected to those who give over and above. It says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So you can be an over and above giver and still miss out on your provision. Why? If you don't know what is the riches of the glory or where the provision is for you, you can still miss it. Even though God wants you to have a hundredfold return. Even though he wants to prosper you beyond your wildest dreams. If your perception is not increased, you'll miss your harvest. You're sowing seed, believing for a harvest, and you go to the wrong place to find your harvest. Your harvest surely will come, but if you're not in the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right things, you're not going to get everything God wants you to get. So in order to harvest well, your spiritual perception has to increase. One of the things that Oral Roberts said is God wants to prosper his people through ideas, concepts, and insights. Ideas, concepts, and insights. He would tell students to pray for God ideas, concepts, and insights. Because God's not going to drop your house out of heaven. He's not going to drop your car out of heaven. But he will from heaven send you ideas, concepts, and insights. All three of those things flow from a place of spiritual perception. A God idea is invaluable. Think about what people do with ideas. One of the things I was talking to staff this week because I was looking at some business news about different things that Disney is about to buy. It's about to be worth $60 billion. They have an empire that started with a mouse. Who knew one mouse would cause all that money to come in? One idea. Who knew the iPhone would change the attention span of the entire world? One idea. Who was in the meeting that said, let's do this. Let's sell water to people. The most abundant resource on earth. Let's put it in a plastic bottle and sell it. One idea. I believe it was a believer who made the potato chip clip to keep the bags closed. Made millions of dollars off of it. One idea. What idea is God trying to give you? Concepts, insights, understanding how things work, supernatural insight into the situation so you can solve the problem. That's how God wants to bring harvest to you. There's many different ways God wants to get it to you, but you may not see those ways if you do not increase in your spiritual perception. And then the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. 
So there's power already available for us to do whatever we need to do in abundant measure. The greatest, hardest thing God ever did was raise Jesus from the dead. Everything else pales in comparison. So whatever type of power that you need in your situation right now, it's already available for you. But if you don't know how to plug in and access that power and use that power appropriately, it will do you no good. You can have all the power you want in your house, but if you don't plug your device in, your device is going to die. You can play, but I got the power. But you never plug in, don't matter. Your spiritual perception has to increase. Go to Acts chapter 27, verse 10. Acts chapter 27, verse 10. Saul is going to Rome as a prisoner. He appealed to Caesar. He began the political process. They're taking him to Rome so Caesar can hear his case. And they're about to set out on a normal journey that all the seafaring people, all the captains think nothing is going to happen. So Paul goes to them and says, Sirs, I perceive. If you have your device, you can highlight that. If you have your Bible, you can underline that. Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. Notice he didn't say, God told me. He didn't say, I got a word from God. He didn't even say, I've studied the maps and this doesn't look good. He said, I perceived. He had insight on the inside of his spirit that something is not right about this voyage. And it wasn't because it was just a bad time of year to sail. Because if it was a bad time of year to sail, the captain would never or the owner of the ship would never agreed to set out. But Paul picked up on something they couldn't get because they didn't have access to it. But they thought, well, what does this preacher know? And what happened? The whole boat was lost and everything that was in the boat was lost. But the people on the boat were saved because Paul was there. But if they listened to the perception that Paul had, no one would have lost anything. Now, The number one way God leads believers outside of the written word of God is the leading of his spirit in your spirit. Now, when God leads you through his spirit in your spirit, you're sometimes surprised because it sounds kind of like you. Have you ever noticed that? Do you know why? The Holy Spirit is working through your spirit. He's not talking outside of your spirit. He's talking to you in and through your own spirit. Now, the three main ways is the inward witness, the voice of your spirit, and the voice of the Holy Ghost. Now, the voice of the Holy Ghost is more authoritative. It's stronger. Sometimes you hear, you'll hear that voice on the inside. It's almost like someone's next to you talking to you. My brother was telling me he was in a place recently. He went to some type of festival, Christmas festival, 
and it's a really supposed to be an artsy area, high-end area, special time to go. And he was about to walk in to a place, to an entrance, and he heard the voice of the Holy Ghost say, no. So he was like, okay, I'm going to go to another entrance then. So he's about to go through the other entrance, and shots ring out at the entrance he was going to go in. He just heard the Holy Ghost said no, and he knew enough to listen. The Holy Ghost warned him. The Holy Ghost will tell you things to come. He will warn you. That's why he's on the inside. But then before that, you have the voice of your spirit. Your spirit will talk. Your spirit will pick up on things that the Holy Ghost is doing and saying. And then you have the inward witness, which is not so much a voice, and it's not so much a feeling because that's more of your flesh. It's a sensing. It's an inner knowing. We've all experienced it before. We almost said, well, something told me, or I just kind of knew on the inside not to do that. Or I knew on the inside that's what I'm supposed to do. That's the Holy Spirit working through your spirit. And if you notice that if you follow the inner leading, you always are successful. And whenever you overrule the inner leading, you get into trouble. When your spiritual perception is increased, you are following that inward leading consistently. The more often you follow the inward leading, the easier it is to hear the inward leading. The more often you ignore it, the harder it is to hear it next time. Paul said, I perceive. This is the inward leading. Because on the inside, something's not right about this journey. When you begin to exercise your inward witness, your spiritual perception, it's usually not God talking to you about great, huge things and simple, small things. It's like knowing, I left the light on in the other room. And you turn on, I did leave the light on in the other room. The Holy Ghost just saved you a dollar from your light bill. What is he doing? He's teaching you. When you go into 2018, as I said before, your spiritual perception must be increased. This word perceive means to discern, to see. It's defined as to become aware of or conscious of something. It's to come to realize or understand. Proverbs 20, 27 says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. What does that mean? The way God leads you is through your spirit. It's not through your mind. It's not through your body. Ooh, I felt something. I had goosebumps. Well, my right hand was cold, but my left hand was hot. No, that is not how God led you. It's through your spirit. But if you ignore your spirit, you'll miss what God is saying. If you never learn how to quiet down and hear your spirit, you'll miss what God is saying. Many people are led by their body. Many people are led by their emotions. Many people are led by popular opinion, but it doesn't mean they're led by their spirit. A lot of people are led by voices but it doesn't mean it's the Holy Ghost. There's many voices. There's many spirits. There's religious spirits, but it doesn't mean it's the Holy Ghost. The way you know it's his voice for sure is you take time and you spend time with him. The more you feed your spirit, the easier it is to know his voice. So the more you feed on the word, the more time you take to pray in the Holy Ghost, it's easier to discern his voice. 
And one of the most important things you can learn living at the end of time is how to hear the voice of God. The Lord told Dad Hagen, he says, if you will learn how to hear my voice, I'll make you rich. Why? You're not going to make unwise financial decisions if you listen to what I tell you to do. Psalm 1828 says, for you will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. My spirit is his candle. He will enlighten my candle. What are we doing when we're praying that Ephesians 1 prayer? That the eyes of our understanding are being enlightened. Another translation says flooded with light. We're praying that God will enlighten, flood our spirit with light so we know what to do and where to go. As we said, Psalm 37 verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. The New Living Translation says the ending of the verse He delights in every detail of their lives. Every detail. Not just spiritual things or deep things. God cares about what you care about. And if you spend enough time with him, you'll know what to do on the things that you don't really think God cares about. He'll show you what to do because he cares for you. Every detail of your life. He'll show you what to do. And if you keep following him, you'll get to some things. He's like, well, whatever you want to do is fine. There'll be certain things that, yeah, whatever you like to do. Why? You've grown in him and he trusts you. Your spiritual perception has to increase. We've used this scripture earlier this year. Proverbs 20, verse 12. You can go there, Proverbs chapter 20, verse Proverbs chapter 20, verse 12 and 13. Since the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made even both of them. Love not sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you shall be satisfied with bread. Now I'm going to read it to you in the New Living Translation. It says, ears to hear and eyes to see, both are gifts from the Lord. If you love sleep, you will end in poverty. Keep your eyes open, and there will be plenty to eat. Now, yes, this is natural that people who sleep all the time will end up being broke. You have to wake up at a certain time to go to work, and you keep hitting snooze. You do that often enough, you will not have a job. You will be broke. It's very practical wisdom in the book of Proverbs. But also a spiritual thing is concerned. It's eyes to see, ears to hear, the gifts from the Lord. Then it says, keep your eyes open. So if God gives you spiritual perception and you close your eyes, you will eventually be broke. You close the eyes God gave you. You're spiritually asleep. Look at your neighbor and say, stay woke. 
Your eyes have to be open. Your spiritual perception has to be open. Because if you go to sleep, you'll miss what God has for you. It says, keep your eyes open and there will be plenty to eat. Plenty. That's not you'll have just enough to get by. That's plenty. When there's plenty, you have choices. But that's if your spiritual perception is open and you don't close your eyes. Going into 2018, you cannot afford to close your eyes. You have to keep your eyes open. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 29. Deuteronomy chapter 29. We know chapter 28, he lists the blessing and the curse. When you get to chapter 29, it says, These are the words, verse 1, of the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab, beside the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. And Moses called unto Israel and said unto them, You have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt unto Pharaoh. And unto all his servants, unto all his land. So who is he talking to? He is talking to the second generation. He is talking to those who, they were 20 or younger, they were in Egypt. They were born into slavery. And they watched the unbelieving generation die off in the wilderness. And those younger who were born in the wilderness and grew up in the wilderness. So he said, you saw... The older ones, you saw what God did in Egypt. And he says, you saw all the things that your parents did in the wilderness. You saw the signs. You saw the great miracles. Yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive and eyes to see and ears to hear until this day. When we look at another translation, it says, you saw all these great things, but those great things didn't open your eyes. This day, God has given you eyes to see. This day, God has given you ears to hear. So Moses keeps preaching to them and teaching them, and what's the next thing they do? They take the promised land. So I submit to you that if you don't have ears to hear, eyes to see, you will not enter into your promised land. You will see things incorrectly because you don't have the right perception. A lot of people think that when they go into the promised land, it's just all roses, it's going to be easy. No, there are giants in the promised land. There are bigger battles in the promised land. There are huge problems in the promised land. But if your perception is right, you'll win. The previous generation saw themselves as grasshoppers. They saw themselves as unable to win. This generation said, we can do it. They saw it correctly. They had a different type of sight. In order to get what God has for you in 2018, you have to have a different type of sight. Go to Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. 
Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good comes. It doesn't say good will not come. It says he will not see it. But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabit it. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat comes. It doesn't mean heat won't come. It says he won't see it. But her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. What you see is important. Where you look is important. One of the things I said last week, two things you need to know going to the next year. You need to know where you are going and you need to know where to look. You need to know where you are going and you need to know where to look. One of the things the Lord told us a few weeks ago that 2018 will be a year of fullness, a year of overflow, and a year of glory. A year of fullness, a year of overflow, and a year of glory. But one of the things the Lord said when he was talking to us about that, he says, that's what I'd be for you if you look in the right place. Meaning, it won't be a year of fullness if you're looking in the wrong place. It won't be a year of overflow if you're, not, if you're looking in the wrong place. It won't be a year of glory if you're looking in the wrong place. But for those who look in the right place, they will experience fullness. They will experience overflow. And they will experience glory. One of the things the Lord was talking about this morning about that word fullness is not just fullness, it's fulfillment. It's promises fulfilled. Promises kept. Fulfillment of purpose and things that you are living and seeing. But if you're looking in the wrong place, you won't see it. If your eyes are closed, you won't see it. If you're spiritually asleep, you will not see it. A lot of people say, well, God gives all these promises at the beginning of the year. Where do they go? People stop looking. They stop looking where they should. So they stop seeing what God has made available for them. All throughout the year, you must maintain your spiritual perception. You must keep it on the increase so that you can get what God has for you. So that you can understand what God has for you. Because when you go into the promised land, just like God did in the Old Testament, it's little by little. Although the Israelites had grown to millions of people by this point, God said, the land, what I have for you, is still too big for you. So I'm not driving out all your enemies because there are going to be some there because some people have to take care of the land while you grow so you can take care of it. So stuff is going to stay there because if they all go, the city is going to be overgrown and there's going to be animals. And then you're going to be scared because the animal is going to try to eat you. So he said, I'm not going to drive them all out at once. It's going to be little by little, bit by bit. And he says, I'll send the hornets ahead of you, and I'll move people out when you're time. So there will be some things God will move you into in 2018 that is too big for you. Don't be overwhelmed. Just know little by little, bit by bit. 
You'll grow into it. Don't be concerned. It's too heavy, too big. You're growing. One day, you'll fill it. And what happens after you fill it? There's overflow. And what happens when there's enough overflow? There's glory. We'll talk about that in the weeks to come. Stand to your feet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. Just lift our hand and pray in the spirit for a moment. Oh, Father, we bless you. Show us where we're going and show us where to look. Help us find our direction. So we don't miss it to the left or to the right. Help us see where our provision is. Grant us ideas, concepts, and insights. That we may prosper according to your will. That 2018 will be for us a year of fullness, a year of overflow, and a year of glory. We still receive fabulous outpourings from heaven. And we know it will increase as we go forward and take what's on the horizon for us. We thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We never want to close a broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. So if you've never asked him into your heart, you've never made him your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me today and mean it from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died for me, but on the third day, you raised him from the dead. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your spirit and help me to live this Christian life. If you prayed that prayer and meant it from your heart, we believe you've been born again. We ask that you email us at info at FCCGA.com. That's FCCGA.com to let us know about the decision you've made for Christ today. Have an amazing day.